Gentlemen, start your engines! Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, Radio Hotler. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical, uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotler. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. G'day viewers and welcome to episode 105 of Radio Hot Lap, that light-hearted and zany podcast that takes a look at motorsport, locally and international, cool emerging technologies and gadgets, and some barbecue techniques when appropriate. When appropriate. Good. Hello, JP. Hello, Hardy. How are you? Good, mate. It's a warm, sunny Wednesday afternoon, 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 <laughs> here. In Adelaide, it is. It's uh, very warm. So we've had a few, uh, well, not cold days, but uh, cooler days, and we're now we're heating up again for the weekend. And uh, it looks like um, after a very cold night last night, where I think it went down to something silly like about nine or ten or something, and um, we're in for another hot spell. Yes, and uh, with Clipsal looming on the calendar, it uh, could well be a uh, scorcher for Clipsal. Let's hope not, because uh, the crowds will turn up if it's between 24 and 27.3, according <laughs> to the statistics provided by uh, Clipsal500.com.au, uh, a website which I don't build anymore, and it looks pretty ordinary. But anyway, um, <laughs> not that I'm bitching. No, of course not. I'm not. But no. it, it isn't any good. It's right. turned into a regular run-on-the-mill website, you're right. But uh, let's hope for the good of the event that we have good temperatures. Well, yeah, let's, because uh, certainly you're, you're dead right there in terms of the, uh, the general admission punters. Um, they don't like getting out in the hot weather because, well, really it's uh, easier to sit at home in the aircon and watch it on TV and see a lot more. That's quite true, JP, but you do get a lot of gaps coming in in just for the for the um, the concert in the evening, once they buy their yeah, gap, you do. yeah, you know they're uh, yeah they're in. They are, but uh, no, I think as long as we, if it keeps below about thirty two as a macro, maximum temperature, they'll still get a good crowd. Let's well, let's not take that. Uh, let's not take that role away from uh, Grant Denyer, having uh, returned to motorsport. He did last and weekend. Oh, does he doesn't do weather anymore? But no, he's he knowledgeable weather on anymore. weather. What's her name? Does it now? Um, that bird with the conch. Um, I can't think of what her name is. Anyway, from Sydney. He's doing Australia's Got Talent. He is, indeed. And he's got talent in the car. Even though, unfortunately, um, the Evo he was driving last weekend uh, came to a halt with gearbox issues. Well, it actually started off pretty poorly, JP, because... As it turned out, they qualified third in the Frosty Paws Evo. Yes. But uh, Clark Quinn and t- Tony Quinn. But it was a bit of a problem for uh, old Clarky or young Clarky or I don't know how you be feeling now because he was on the bog. He was. And when the he was pit lane. To be ready. He was meant to be in the car, and the pit lane closed, and they <laughs> had to right. start from the rear of the grid via the pit lane. But to his credit, he drove through his first stint and um, made it back up to third by the changeover, which was pretty. Pretty he must have taken a shortcut across the mountain somewhere through the vineyards, I think. Either yeah, that or sold the... a bit of pet food and came down the other side <laughs> and no one noticed. Well, the bogging did him a lot of good. 
Well, he uh, <laughs> might have been on. underweight by the end. <laughs> he could have. Uh, he could well have been. Like, <laughs> if, you're now, if you remember uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and you uh, go to the planet of Magrathia, it's always important to make sure that anything that you leave behind is taken with you uh, because any weight changes will be surgically removed. Oh, that doesn't sound very happy. No. Nice, does it? But you know, who goes to Magrathia? Well, that's right. A lot of people went to Bathurst on the weekend, though. For the 12 hour? Great event. Uh, and a credit, first off, I must say, to, uh, uh, Craig, to Denyer. Craig Denyer and Bill West yep. uh, at Spherix for putting that on, the guys behind the Utes, and also uh, working with uh, uh, Ted Tolb for, and the Mini Challenge. So they're really, they, they're their fourth year, so we said it last week, and they deserve for this event to come right. And considering that they both are of pro car, yes. R- Ross Palmer's experience. They really are the best people qualified in the country to run these non-supergar but production GTP yes. type events, and, yep. and and you know that really Australian GT Australian uh, GTP or what I'm not quite even sure what it is now, but all these production type cars should be really being looked after by those guys because they definitely uh, they know how to do it. And they do, and they've been doing it for a long while, and they've done it very successfully. And talking about successfully, Damien White, Rod Salmon, and Tony Longhurst got a win and so that's two in a row for um, Mr White and uh, Mr Salmon so uh, they've done a fantastic job I reckon. They did, uh, Damien doing the fastest times in the car and uh, a good old uh, not so regular Radio Hot Lap co-host Linda Long looking after logistics for the team there yes. um, and because uh, the car was run by Team Mitsubishi Rally Art Australia and I think uh, Bob Riley was uh, was looking on oh no i'm not sure no bob Riley was there but he was doing something else but uh, he used to be the old mitsubishi guy doing the starians there oh, for kevin bartlett way yeah. back in the old days not that we're that old <laughs> time ago so yeah so it was evos really wiped the floor so uh, there were three of the three of them first second and third so uh, very very good for mitsubishi no doubt about that oh johnny what are you drinking anyway Mate, uh, I'm on a bit of a uh, a bit of a you know recession buster, and uh, I've a got a uh, I've got the CRO one Shiraz 2008 Clean Skin, five ninety nine. Uh, traces of nuts are present. <laughs> Two thousand and eight. Well, it's not too bad at five ninety nine. But the guy suggested he said, "I really think you should give it a go." And uh, yeah. for five ninety nine, it's not too bad. But you know, I, I sort of, I said, look, mate, I, I don't mind spending a bit more. I just, five ninety nine worries me. But I would say for a five ninety nine, come on, let me have a sniff. Have a little sniff. It was a little bit chemically, was it? Come on, give it a little taste. It doesn't have a lot of body, but you know, very, very fruit driven. There's more fruit in there than a can of fruit salad, but that's, that's right. right. Or the Mardi Gras festival, but no, still very smooth and quite pleasant for that price for six. And it's coating the. The glass quite well. Yeah, so it's fourteen percent. So is it, it's, uh, yeah. it, it's going. What, what about you, sir? What do you have? I'm on the um, dreaded low carb pure blonde. Yeah, you're liking the low carb. Yeah, the low carb's good. Low carb's good. The only thing is, you get fed up with them after about twelve. No, twelve. <laughs> I'm only joking. If you have sort of two or three, the lack of flavour gets to you after a while. But there you go. Other noticeable. Uh, Results there. Noticeable at, uh, or notable? Notab- noticeable or notable? I know, uh, it was notable. Our, uh, our good friend Marcus Sikanovic, yes, who uh, was the best of the best of the Holdens, yep. um, beating the uh, the Holdens Motorsport uh, uh, VE HSV Sports Wagon variant with uh, Ingle and Company at the wheel. 
um, quite quite resoundedly at, in in all times. Now, and they're guaranteed it's probably carrying a little bit more weight, but but you know here we are. We've got the whole might of Holden Motorsport. But I we believe don't. that they came up and gave the, the asked the guys at uh, Zakenefix Action Racing for a bit of a, a hand with the clutch, and in return, the, um, those guys came up and helped them out when they were throwing the uh, the boots off the the rear drive shafts. So. Uh-huh. Um, it would have been was running as high as fourth JP, but a uh, a fuel overflow uh, issue. I don't know whether it was was with the vent tank or not, but uh, that delayed them in pit lane by virtue of the stewards then uh, sort of halting their um, their return to the track to to make right. sure that they weren't dropping any fuel down. But there was no fire or anything like that. But uh, you know the foam. Well, they still was did deployed. pretty good. I mean, after 12 hours of Bathurst, they were only eight laps adrift from the winners. So you know, for Marcus and the boys to do that, I think it was just fantastic. It's interesting to see that not only now how fast those cars are, also in the dry. I think there'd be more drop-off with a car like um, like the HSV than there would be the Evos and the Subarus didn't seem to fare very well no, at all. No, the Subarus didn't do well at all. I'll tell you who did go very well, our old mate Barry Morecambe in but the uh, BMW 335i. He did. Just JP, rusty oh, sausage the is thirsty. I've got to let the sausage in for drinks. Okay. In you go, Rust. With her new coat and improved rear legs. Improved rear legs? She's had shots. Shots. I see. This is um, not steroids. Barry Morecambe. I hope you haven't got her on steroids. Barry Morecambe did very well. He did. And I was really surprised to see that the combination of, of Gary Holt, Paul Morris and Rick Shaw yes. at no time was stronger than the Barry combination of, of himself, Paul Stuber, and uh, who's a very, very radical and fast historic racer. Yep. Stubber. And uh, who's, who's the third Searle. one? Luke Searle. Luke Searle, yeah. Yeah, so no, they did well. They did Who very well. Who has done some Group fifth. A touring car stuff? Yeah, Can't very complain good. about fifth. And um, they were they were on two thirty seven laps, so they were only two laps adrift from the uh, from the leaders. So I think they did it yeah, very very well. And what about Eric Banner? Got a tenth. Not bad for a part time um, movie star or a part time race car driver. Well, part time yeah, part time race car driver, full time movie star. I should have said. It'd be interesting to have a look and see the lap times, uh, but uh, I think he's pro- probably quite accomplished, and and certainly there would be plenty of people keen to help Eric um, learn the finer points there. It's in his blood; it, it, it's oh, his no, first love, that. and uh, I reckon it's great to be able to have someone like like that to come into the sport. And you know, it, it's good how the sport it doesn't pedestal people like like the same with Grant Denyer. Yep. Whilst he came in maybe at a different, slightly lower level, being a weather guy. He still had sort of this national appeal, but he was, you know, it's just regular old Grant that you say g'day to. Yep. And the same is there with Eric. He hasn't come along and and been a, been a, you know a high end. Uh, oh no, and he hasn't been precious or anything. No, like he that. hasn't. And, and he, you know we've seen I mean, him when we saw him at Classic Adelaide. He yeah. always keeps a very low profile. Doesn't big note himself in any way. But we did when I went to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. Apparently, um, is he married? They had a few uh, mechanical <laughs> gremlins in the uh, in the early stages of the race, but uh, they clawed their way back from thirty fifth to get that tenth spot, which is a pretty pretty damn good run, I reckon. I thought some of the classes were uh, interesting. Um, the Orange Hot Hat Performance Hot Hatch, not Hot Hat hot Class hat. D. Um, 
with Shepard O'Donnell and the Gostin in the BMW 130i uh, was the winner of that class. Now I don't know where they came out right, but um, that little BMW, it's the old, you know, put a big motor in a small uh, small car and away she goes. And, well, uh, Alan Shepard has well. uh, been racing cars for as long as I've known anything about racing cars. And uh, way back in uh, the early 80s was racing sport, uh, um, Mazda rotary street sedans Is that right? around Amaru. Huh. And uh, on the back, he had a Hoover sticker because his slogan was, I'm ahead of the rest, which was what Hoover's slogan was at the time. I mean, what happened to that vacuum cleaner? And uh, I actually did a bit of work with him for a while because he had a car dealership out there at uh, oh, yeah, Canterbury or something like that. Right, out in the and I used to, Yeah, I used to hang out with him, and uh, I, I remember him quite well. Huh. He used to call me O-Lick. O-Schnoz-O-Lick. <laughs> Supposed. There you go. Now, I don't know where the um, where the Alfa Romeo diesel came. Well, it came first in class. But it was a class winner as well. So because there was, was only one diesel. Class H and Class I were both won by Alfa Romeo diesels. One, the uh, Class H one was a uh, 159, and the Class I was a 147. Well, so there you go. Diesel diesels, diesels. And uh, old uh, 2007 V8 Ute champion Grant Johnson uh, with Greg Willis and oh, an unnamed the... character who yeah. was the crashee yes. of the car, crashied the car very heavily and, and it's actually his, uh, his 2009 race car, VE race car, which now has to be repaired hastily. Very hastily in one three weeks, yeah. uh, thanks to the support of Grove Orange Juice. No well, they reckon they had thirty thousand spectators uh, through the gates over the three days, so I reckon that's a pretty, uh, you know, pretty good effort. I think that's a pretty good enlargement of the figure. Well, you know, who knows? Well, if that's true, I'm I'm absolutely astounded because I think that the figures for the first BIMF as yes. it was called, Bathurst International Motorsport, Motorsport Festival. Festival. I think yep. it's not quite that now. It's not called BIMF anymore. Well, the interesting thing was talking about BIMF and talking about the 12-hour. When I went to the 12-hour website, now this is come a bit on, of dogs. a... Out she come. This is a bit of a, uh, a lemon on behalf of uh, the boys, the Spherix boys, because the website hasn't been updated. If you go to winners in results, you get 2008. It's good... Good help is hard to find in the world of uh, web development and design. Obviously. In the world of motorsport. Obviously, obviously. Would have so. been done if I'd been doing it. I know that, Johnny. You would have had those results Actually, up there within an hour. the website, I must say, is not their responsibility. The website is the responsibility of Crusher, Inc. Is that right? Yep. Oh, because well, they go. are the category managers, but the marketing arm yes. is... Bam. Bam Media. Right. Brett Murray L. Crusher. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, Alan Simonson's got himself a drive in oh, yes. the British GT Championship once again with Hector Lester in a new oh, cool. Spetka Ferrari 430. And it's not surprising considering Autosport magazine did award him yes. the big 2008 Driver of the Year. Um, and uh, I'm pleased for him for doing that. We've got a few other irons in the fire now, and it seems to be that things are going to come to fruition. But uh, rather than say anything now and jinx ourselves, uh, there's um, there's still plenty of money out there and plenty of un 
in a, in, a, in a way I say unfortunate with gentlemen drivers because yes. you are having to you know find someone who has funding and and provide that racing for you but of course they are significantly off pace which takes you out of contention it feels a bit frustrating sort of racing for nothing a bit along the lines of Hector although Hector is still is is a, is a, is a clerk, you know is a, is a good driver and won four races in British GT for his age and he'll be out yeah. here for Clipsal Oh, and tripping. the Australian G- GP again. Um, so who knows? But uh, Alan was hoping to. Did we talk about this about the GT Oz lockout? Yes, we did. We spoke about that last week. About uh, these particular drivers. Uh, I'm not sure about particular drivers. But we certainly dri- spoke about the uh, lockout last week in terms of um, the 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 good steers who couldn't get a drive. Well, yeah. Well, basically, the three seeds are David Wall, Craig Baird, and Jim Richards, and I suppose. And, and, uh, it's just it's just the way it is, I suppose. Well, so I, I see Jim's supposed to be doing. Um, He's Bianti. Bianti, and he was tipped to be doing GT as well. But uh, so you're saying he's he's out? Well, no, Jim has got two cars that he was yeah. entered into Carrera Cup, so they're being brought across into. Into, into Australian GT. GT. That's right. And, and he's a good he's a good marketing boy for them. That, that that makes sense. So I think he's said that he's only going to do a couple of do clips on an AGP and then when he gets to boring rounds. Right. When no one's out, he won't do it. Uh-huh. So he's just really keeping the Carrera Cup team on track. I think so. Right. Okay. Well we having a couple of drives. Why not? JP but he's doing the whole season of Bianti though, isn't he? Which he was very successful in last year, of course. So, good. What? We're off on holidays, JP. We're off on another holiday. Are we? Where are we going? Last year was your... Last year was your first trip to Mount Buller. It was. This year. And I had a fantastic time. What are we doing this year, Johnny? We're going to Townsville. Oh, that sounds like fun. We've got tickets organised. The track will be ready. We've got the tickets organised. And we're with a, a V8 supercar team. Are we? We are. Fantastic. Which team are we with? Oh, I can't tell you. Oh, okay. But you we're there me. and the accommodation's all sorted. Oh, fantastic. So we just need to go. So but how are we getting there? Well, by car. We're driving to Townsville. No, we're flying, but we're driving. Because okay. we see what we're doing is we're, we're flying. You're flying with me to Darwin. To Darwin? To Darwin. Then we're going across the top. We're going to Darwin to see the V8 round. Yeah. And then you're going to go and have a holiday with your wife. <laughs> Am I? And then we're going to drive across to Townsville. Well, I've always wanted to go to Darwin, so that sounds good. And uh, and she's always wanted to go to Townsville. Well, that's right. Anywhere in Queensland's always good with land. So we're going to do a, a road safari. A road safari. Talking of safari, we've got tech news later on. We have. And um, I, So, what... B- 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 July 10 to 12... And I think it's is that one. Townsville, July 10 to 12. Yes, it is. Right, okay. Perfect time to escape. It is, because it'll be chilly down here by the then. The winterness of down here. Mm. And um, that could be good. It could. But could I thought, very good. I'm not, so, I'm not so personally keen to go to Darwin, other than I'd like that to be a bit of an adventure. Oh, absolutely, it'll be an adventure. Do you think we can do that? Oh, I think we should look seriously at it. Okay. Good. Good, now talking about safari... We might as well get on with the tech, do the Segway thing. Okay. Okay. And I've got something for you. You have. 
I have. Okay. Because you're talking about Safari. I am talking about Safari. Just get on with this or something. You're going to talk about Safari Quattro. That's right. Public beta of Safari 4 was put up on the web this morning, and um, I already know a few people who've downloaded and installed and are very happy with it. Interestingly, Apple has paid significant attention to improving performance. They reckon, and this is only Apple's um, say-so, that they're using this Nitro JavaScript engine, uh, which is going to be up to 30 to up to, I love the up to, 30 times faster than Internet Explorer 7, and three times faster than Firefox 3. They reckon it also loads HTML pages three times faster than both browsers. Well, so, I've found that Java applets work very flakily on the current Safari and yes. it always has done, JP. You have to go to Firefox to get those um, those applets to work. So well, I'll be know, interested I've to make been a those. Firefox fan for, uh, for that reason. And for some reason, I just haven't things. been. I don't know why. I just yeah. it's just I don't know. This just been the button I've clicked. Hmm. But I'd like to present you with this um, a, a plugin because it's now an, a plugin architecture, <laughs> and uh, and and they are making a strong push. Apple with their third-party plug-in technology and licensing it, and especially people in the uh, the celebrity cooking business are taking advantage of it. And look, this is a product that's coming out today. <laughs> saffron, <laughs> saffron fari. Very nice. Now, too. do you know how much that is? I know this uh, viewers. This is a tiny little thing. It's 0.5 of a gram of saffron, and I would estimate, Johnny, that's probably about seven dollars. About that. That's right. Yeah. Because I have some at home too. So it's and cheaper, you know it's still why cheaper it's so than expensive? cocaine. It is. You know why it's so expensive? Because it come. It's stamen, isn't it? It is. It's stamen from some daisy flower or the other, and it has to be uh, hand picked. A hand picked stigma of a merve. Merve. Cro crocus flower. Crocus. Crocus. Ah, oh, crocus. Okay. Saffron adds subtle flavour and colours to sauces, breads, cakes, fish great and your Indian rice. rice. And works perfectly with your browser. There you go. Fantastic. We're going to I'm have impressed. a perfect segue. Because we're going to have a bouillabaisse tonight. Bouillabaisse? In the kitchen. That? In the kitchen at this very moment, I have a large pot steaming up all these fish heads and things like that to get them in a nice fishy stock vicious right. stock not fishy soir a vichy stock and uh, into that once it has been ladled out will go prawns yes. clams 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 that's very clamorous hippies <laughs> or as they're called cockles in this state cockles yes cockles some blue swimmer crab oh yum and a bit of schnapper Mm -hmm. with a little, little bit of potato and uh, a little few other spices and I think that'll be a, just a lovely little summer mm. barbecue alternative sounds very good Johnny talking of snapper I've got a little baby snapper at home that's sitting there waiting to um, be inhaled come out of the freezer and get wrapped in foil and shoved in the Weber V8 supercars have decided this year to make the media credentials a little bit tougher than they previously have been. In fact, from what I understand, only acknowledging two websites in the world, Crash.net and Motorsport.com, which leaves us in our role as doing uh, work for various uh, people around uh, a, a difficult situation for 
the uh, media managers of the event, namely Mike Drewer, uh, Tom Drewer's father, Tom drive, driving in the uh, L1 class of the um, ALMS, li uh, ALMS, lights. ALMS lights or whatever yep. that is. Um, however, however, since our foray into digital media, yep, like Radio Hotbat, we've um, become proper media enterprise. And so I can only I can only applaud V8 Supercars for their wisdom in uh, in, in condensing down the quality and uh, allowing you know those that are knowledgeable like ourselves um, to be able to chat about our passion yes freely oh that's very good and giving us these passes hard cards for the year so have, do we have the hard cards oh they'll be turned up they'll be turned up well that's right that's good to hear. Excellent, good to hear. Now, while you're talking about V8 supercars and, and uh, hard cards and everything else, they're um, they're making the launch public this year. They are. Instead of invitation only, you can uh, front up at um, Federation Square in Melbourne on Wednesday, March the 4th. And That's um, a very good idea. They're going to launch um, the whole thing live. Uh, afternoon's running from 4 till 6, apparently, with... Uh, Cocco on at 5.30. You got it. Cocco. Officially Coco. launching the but season at 5.30. that's not good because deal or no deal's on. Oh, I'm sorry about deal or no deal. Fans are also going to get to witness the first public unveiling of the new safety and course cars, which we're presuming is the Nissan GTR because that's been the, the hot tip to become the new uh, safety car after Chrysler pulled out last year. Um, so, yeah, it'll be good. Uh, apparently Grant Denyer, as we talked about, talking about Grant Denyer earlier, they're going to co He's going to co-host the afternoon with uh, Mark Beretta. Um, so it'll obviously be shown on 7. I don't know whether it'll be shown live, but I would anticipate it would certainly be shown the following weekend on uh, on one of the motorsport programs. So um, it's going to be uh, interesting. And they're going to... Uh, Tony's apparently going to out outline the uh, new format formats that have been introduced for the season. So things we spoke about last week. Um, Qualify only one qual session, saving tyres, no compulsory pit stops, blah de blah de blah. So uh, if you're in Victoria, if you're in uh, Melbourne, and you get the opportunity, um, get down to Federation Square at four o'clock and uh, watch the grand unveiling of uh, the 2009 V8 supercar launch. Be interesting to see whether the R35 they have is a V-spec car, and you'll be able to pick that by some of instantly by the. Um carbon fibre ducting coming yes. in on the front of the spoiler and a few other little bits and pieces but perhaps it won't become the safety car and yet it'll be used in another role perhaps to ferry celebrities or people from one race to another JP mm, could be that would uh, then hence make it the intercourse car <laughs> and um, I'm sure that'd be getting a lot of use I'm sure it probably would particularly where there's racing drivers around. and celebrities there you go not that any of that stuff goes on. No, of course not. Of course not. Moving people from event to event. I wonder whether they're going to let the fans sniff E85 while they're there in Federation Square. <laughs> just to see if it's different to the regular stuff. Is it flammable? Well, it'd have to be. It's <laughs> it goes bang inside an engine. Well, it's made from sugarcane. Yes, it is. But it's sugarcane spirit. So, you know, it's well, spirit, spirit, spirit flammable. Spirit. Yeah, well, that's flammable. Is it, is it pretty yeah. much, you, you, could, you, could, you could distill a couple of shirts from here with a dog's bed and it'd probably come out in the booze eventually <laughs> if you keep distilling it. What are you doing? <laughs> Catching flies? No, it's mozzies annoying me. Tell your viewers, these mozzies down here, 
Last weekend, I was at the Hyatt, JP, uh, one of the, the uh, one of the tarmac uh, rally guys. Uh, Timmy McNeely was over oh, here. Timmy, We're having yeah. having a good laugh up there on level 23, where the Regency Club is, so we could you know fraudulently get in and uh, on the phone. No, Still a few drinks, good. yeah, I know. And then I got a phone call. <laughs> Moving right along and <laughs> <laughs> checking the data. It's time. <laughs> You want to rewind? No, it's just like the wall. And, we don't um, edit, but you could stop, and we could just go back that little bit. The beep. <laughs> It'll beep. Oh, to, okay. to say that, uh, that that rusty sausage was was looking non-compass mentis on the couch with a very very low heart, shallow heart rate, and I think they all talked themselves. They have the stethoscopes out. I rang and said, "Yeah, they had a few glasses." So I said to them, "Are you sure? Or I just just I'll be there. We'll be back in a little while." Yeah. Ten minutes later, there was another phone call, and it was quite frantic. So I had to rush away from my teppanyaki dinner downstairs at uh, at uh, Shinji that I was looking forward to very, very much, having gone down and had a bit of a sniff on the way in. I bet you did too. And um, it was it was not to be. And I came home to find a fraudulent sausage that was sausage just wandering around. Fraudulent. Yes. We're going to have to curb its ways of of doing that. I don't know. <laughs> it's getting fraudulent in its old days, but... Uh, it is. Yes, it was, uh, I suppose, one of those things. And, of course, I, I couldn't go back out again because she was just hanging so close. And there probably would have been no point anyway. Tim would have already inhaled all the teppanyaki and there would have been none left and he would have been back in his room asleep. The Kelly brothers have got a... Um, NASCAR style setup, which I'm sick of hearing about that it's NASCAR style. Yeah, why do they say that? You know, it's because it's got a shop mm. and a coffee. coffee yeah, and it's because they're running two different cars, two different liveries, two lots of sponsors. Da, 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 da. The whole operation's being run NASCAR style. Who says that? I don't know. Someone started it in, dare we say, AA was the first time I read it, and it well, just because carried got on two from there. Liveries out of the same garage. Yeah, well, what I don't about know. Where does, where does that leave FPR? They run two different liveries. I know, but. I know, I know. Oh, I know. But there you go. Who said that? So anyway. Who said that? Anybody from the media listening, stop referring to it as a NASCAR operation, please. Just call it a new new style V8 supercar operation. I had a very chirpy Fogues on the phone the other day for no particular reason, and I told him of his eloquence in writing, and he said, uh, thank you very much. I suggested perhaps a glossary might be required for his adjectives. Well, some of them I did. Uh, when that, when I read that article you were referring to last week, I, I thought, well, there's some nice words in there, folks. I'm glad I went to an English uh, grammar school. Not like the V8 readers. <laughs> Viewers. Viewers, indeed. Well, that's all I've got for you today, mate. Yeah, well, I haven't really got a lot more. I, I hear there's a bit of, um, uh, how would you put it... Uh, conjecture amongst the drivers of the V8 supercars, read the rule changes, um, they're obviously been under discussion a fair bit uh, and I think most of them are still pretty undecided about whether the changes are going to be good or bad um, and I suppose it's going to depend as uh, as I think uh, Jamie Winkup was quoted as saying on, on where you qualify <laughs> if you qualify well it's a big plus but if you don't qualify well you're at a massive disadvantage but uh, well, it's so up to them to work it out so long as it's good for the yeah. fans Honda Formula 1 uh, does now after all the money has been spent on all this positive marketing yes. does not look in a particularly good state and I'm not sure the rumours are such that 
Bernie Eccleston offered uh, Ross Braun and Nick Fry a hundred million pounds to get involved and provide them with a significant share and protection, whatever that was actually meaning, mm -hmm. um, to get the thing back on the road, which they said, no, we want to go it alone. Um, uh, it's unclear whether they were informed about the CEO of Honda getting up and saying things are not looking good this year for this team to be sold, having previously said we could sell it for as low as a dollar, mm. but then now the offers aren't very good. And certainly well, you didn't don't we want touch to... On, oh, well, we touched on that actually, viewers, on the show that didn't get to air the week before last, but uh, in terms of what they could sell it for and what they couldn't. So, but today, it appears everything is dead in the water. Even though um, we've had some, uh, there's been some interest in the last week apparently from Sir Richard Branson. Is that right? That is quite true. But uh, had said to Bernie Eccleston quite directly, I'm interested in getting involved with Formula One, but we need to relook at the economics. Yes. And Branson's no dummy. No. In that respect, I can see the value in the exposure but you know i want something back you know behind the scenes JP, oh for sure i mean I need there's to... a lot of there's a lot of arrived money yeah being paid back for the teams to be in it's not like we just spend money to get there and that's it and we just hope our brand works no you're quite quite correct the whole thing is a, is a proper engine and then it would be naturally okay well i want to be the airline but then yeah. supplies all the freight systems and yeah, I mean Branson wouldn't be looking at it without a view to uh, you know how he could uh, minimise his outgoing costs, yet still and have some commercialise fun. it enough to um, uh, to make it worth his while. Uh, Look, he's probably one of the uh, one of the guys that could add so much value to F one because of his business nous, his common yeah. sense. He could probably help them get to back to a um, a positive financial situation. Well he probably could and he'd also probably be able to have the necessary bean counters to look at where the hell costs could be cut but then maybe Bernie would be on the outer. It is really now I think. <laughs> uh, it's also up to Bernie now. He has built this up and now in the times of, 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 of downturn we haven't heard, well certainly there's an indication there if that's true that he's prepared to put a hundred million pounds into the Honda operation because he's going hell if we lose this that that's really really bad for business but he's made a lot of money out of this and much more than he could possibly spend and uh, I, I would suggest that this would be the time that he needs to become uh, uh, have deep pockets and and spread the money around and and not be too harsh on everybody and try to keep the survival absolutely the, I mean, he could even sponsor him we could see cars with bernie eccleston on the side I wonder what just so they get some money back. I wonder what it will be like in in Melbourne for the uh, opening round of the Formula One uh, event in about a month's time. Perhaps a little subdued with the parties, maybe. Um, it's going to be a very interesting launch to the Formula One calendar, I think, this year in Melbourne. Um, I mean, externally you won't see any difference. And externally, you probably won't see a lot of difference. But sir, um, and by the same token, though, you've got to remember that. In Australia here, we've been thus far, touch wood, somewhat more insulated than the rest of the world from the whole economic downturn thing. I mean, I know we've had different, you know, programs put in place and, um, you know, and, and things uh, supposedly to help the economy along. All running on windows. But nevertheless, we've still, as overall, uh, we're not doing it anywhere near as tough as, say, the UK is. Uh, you know, they're, they're sig significantly in recession over there. 
Um, but the Ark, we're miserable. just sort of treading water at the moment. So we've always been miserable in the Ark. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so no, I, I think it's going to be an interesting start to the season. Interesting to see how it all turns around. I'd like to watch Melbourne and then see them, you know, when they get to I don't know Europe and uh, and see whether there's noticeable differences there that there weren't here. Well, there you go. You'll find show notes available from today's show on v8central.com forward slash radio hotlap. And we have to say thank thank Chris Chris at uh, V8 Central, the webmaster and uh, very uh, on-the-ball kind of guy who will also be joining us down here, JP, for for, uh, uh, Clipsal Clipsal with uh, with the Fogs. And uh, uh, Keithy Elsgood, who's uh, going to be running Green Wheels this year. Green Wheels on on the U. Oh. Now, who supplies the wheels for the V8 years? Uh, are they performance? Uh, speedy? Speedy, is it? I'm not sure. No, I'm not sure, sure who it is this year. We'll uh, have to go and check. Bob James. I wonder whether they've um, whether they've done a deal or whether they just sprayed them themselves. Oh, are there new wheels this year? I'm not sure. I thought I read somewhere that they were going to be. I thought they'd actually changed some spec on the wheels, but uh, don't quote me on that because I'm... Really I think the green wheels... Yep. Whilst we will require, require more work to keep clean, yes, will be a welcome change visually to the design of the car. True. That hasn't been because we went to, to matte black wheels last year, which which required no cleaning whatsoever. <laughs> and um, they'll probably hate me for, for suggesting that, but because um, he doesn't know about it yet. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. All right. Do I uh, do I suspect that maybe um, some of the publicity shots of last year's car have been photoshopped? No. Oh, right. Okay, Not at that's all. That's all right then. Good. Hopefully, we'll see you next week with our new Whinge and Wine specialist. Who's just got himself a new job that we can't talk about? That's right, because it's not all confirmed yet, but it's looking pretty good. See you next week, viewers. Good night, viewers. Thanks for listening.